Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living, a program designed to educate and inspire listeners throughout Indian country. American Indian and Alaska Native Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he is here today to help you learn more about your health. Here is Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I am Dr. David DeRose. We are here in Orlando, Florida. Those of you that are regular listeners, you've been hearing a number of programs from this very venue. We're speaking with people who are making a difference throughout North America and throughout the world. One of them is sitting right across from me right now in this exhibit hall. I know it may be a bit noisy in the background, but we are looking forward to hearing from Carice Munising. Carice, it is so good to have you with us. Thank you, David. Now, Carice, you have been um, working with an institution that I actually have some deep roots with. I finished my internal medicine residency many years ago, and the first place I went after I finished was to work at a place called Wildwood Lifestyle Center, and back then Wildwood Lifestyle Center and Hospital, you are now on that very same campus in northern Georgia. Yes. What brought you to Wildwood? All right, that's a good question. Well, actually, I'm originally from Jamaica, and I actually heard about Wildwood from a friend who had done a missionary trainings there, and it piqued my interest, and I wanted to know more about being a missionary, specifically a medical missionary, and I wanted to know more about what they do there in terms of their total healing approach. And so I applied there and signed up to do the medical missionary training course. And that was about five years ago, and I'm still there, and it's been such a blessed experience. Wonderful. So you have an MD degree. Yes. Trained in Jamaica. Yes. And uh, did you do a residency as well? No, I was in. Uh, I was a general practitioner. I was practicing in a hospital in pediatrics for five years. Wow! At the time when I um, left Jamaica to come to Wildwood. So you basically were a, a pediatric hospitalist. Yes. And catch this vision. You you hear these friends saying, "We're identifying as medical missionaries," and you know a lot of people they hear missionary, they think, well, that's someone that goes to a foreign country, perhaps. Yes. Other people who don't come from maybe a religious background, they say, well, missionary, that sounds like uh, kind of a church-related thing. But as I've met people who identify themselves as medical missionaries, what I really see in them is this attitude of serving people. That yes. The priority is not on, I'm going to make a lot of money as a doctor but I'm wanting to serve people. Is that kind of the essence of what drew you to this type of training? Definitely. I wanted to use my skill, um, my training, to be able to help people. But specifically, as I was understanding medical missionary work, it's, it has a lot to do with helping people to lead a healthier lifestyle. So around the world, we all have something in common. We care about our health. Okay, fair enough. Right? right. And so everyone is interested. Well, most people are interested in health. And so I wanted to have this additional training to see how I can really use 
what I already had to be able to reach people and to even bring them closer to God. What I so appreciate is not only do you have this vision for service, you're trying to point people to the Creator, connect them with some spiritual roots, but you also have a very, I'm assuming, now you correct me, we've just met, but I'm looking at your name, and I know you're from Jamaica, but everyone I know whose name ends in Singh, the way you spell <laughs> it, has some roots from the Indian subcontinent. Is that a fair conclusion to draw? Yes, that's absolutely correct. As a matter of fact, um, so we I'm fourth generation Indian living in Jamaica. So my parents are also born in Jamaica, but we're Indians. Wow. And um, as after my missionary training at Wildwood, it was a six-month training, I actually had the opportunity to visit India and to do mission work there. And it was such... Uh, a powerful experience, very impactful personally, but also, you know, the work that we were doing to reach the people there. I was the only one in my family having visited India for four generations. Wow, wow. So you, you know, we talk about indigenous peoples. I mean, there's indigenous peoples all over the world. And so you have this indigenous Indian heritage uh, from India. Yes. <laughs> and not from Native Americans or American Indians. Yeah. And what's interesting to me, I don't know a lot about traditional Indian medicine, you know, Ayurvedic traditions and things, but some of the things that I've seen, a real appreciation for herbal therapies, a real appreciation for lifestyle. One of my favorite authors uh, speaks about the value of sleep before midnight. You know, with two hours being worth more than four hours. This is a woman who wrote in North America. And uh, someone told me, they said, you know, I studied Ayurvedic uh, medicine. And this tradition, this concept goes back to Ayurveda. And so there's a lot of this wisdom that you have in your indigenous roots. Did you find as you were there in India that lights are going on and you're saying, wow, a lot of these cultural practices are like what I'm learning about cutting edge natural and lifestyle therapies? Well, um, in some ways, yes, but I would have to say that um, I'm not very connected in my culture as I grew up in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. We're not, I'm not very, very connected to my Indian um, heritage. But I did have some moments where I saw, you know, some of the practices that we would do at home, you know, a lot of herbs. But then Jamaicans in general, as a Caribbean people, we are drawn to the use of herbal medicine uh -huh. as well. So you have this interesting background, MD degree then, then you go to Wildwood, you get this training. And maybe we should just stop right there because I know over the years we've talked on this show about a lot of people who've gone to these lifestyle centers to be treated as patients. I don't think we've spent as much time speaking about people who've gone to these institutions for training, like you went, and you initially went for a six-month program, correct? Yes. Now, let's just ask this question, Carice. Who were your classmates? I mean, did they come from <laughs> Jamaica mainly, the U.S.? I mean, tell us about them. Okay, well, there are people all over the world. 
at Wildwood and literally uh, right now at Wildwood Health Institute we have over approximately 40 countries represented just living on that one campus so we're very multicultural and so in my class I had Actually, I did have some fellow Jamaicans who I didn't know back in Jamaica, so I met them there. Uh We've become good friends, but we also had people from South America. I had people from Austria, just from, you know, the African content. And I did have a classmate from India as well. Okay. So this is a very international program. Yes. You have people coming from all over. And... um, they all come with the spirit of service. I know it's a spiritually rooted program, yes. so it is based on Christian principles. Yes. But my understanding is there have been people over the years who've come for the training who may have been searching. Maybe they weren't necessarily a Christian. They've heard some good things about Wildwood. And I know every class is different. Did you have some diversity of spiritual perspectives in people that came through your class? Yes, um, but maybe not specifically in my class, but I I do recall we had uh, a lifestyle guest who was actually coming from Ethiopia Mm. for our program, lifestyle program, and she was so touched and impacted by, you know, just her healing experience and how she was feeling after the program that she wanted to learn more about it. And so she actually came to do the training as well. Um, Really? Yes. I mean, that's an amazing story. So you're connecting with people. You're helping them with their health. You come initially, of course, as a student. Yes. Um, The challenge, of course, in in America is uh, you need an American medical license to practice. And I'm assuming that's not something that you had when you arrived. Is that correct? No. So have you been able to go through that pathway and get a a medical license here or is that not your goal right now? So it did take some time for me to figure out what the goal was. My passion is really I do want to go back to my country to be able to help because you know so much of what we know at Wildwood and what I've learned you know back in Jamaica they're not privy to this kind of knowledge and I really want to share that with them. Mm But in the meanwhile, I am in the process of working on getting my medical license here in America. Wow, wow. And I've heard that's a pretty ambitious project. Yes, but uh, nothing is impossible (laughs) with God. I appreciate that spirit. So basically, you're looking to have as broad a skill set to help as many people as possible. And you're basically here, Carice, you're letting folks know Hey, if you are interested in getting a a pretty novel training that will connect you with all kinds of ways to give back to your community, you can do that at Wildwood Lifestyle Center. How does someone get a hold of someone there at the facility if they're interested in learning more about the training program? All right, I'm happy to tell you. So we have our website, um, www.wildwoodhealth.org. That's our website, and from that website, you can access the different ministries at Wildwood, which will include our School of Health Evangelism, that's what we call our medical missionary training course, as well as access to our Lifestyle Center. I do want to add here, David, that we 
also offer an online training program wow. for our medical missionary course. So you do not have to be um, present. You can actually do the training online. And then once a year, we have an intensive week for the hydrotherapy sessions that we would teach the theory in the online course, mm -hmm. and then you can come and learn that practical training for a week at Wildwood. Wow. So this is amazing what you're doing. We are uh, always interested in learning about different resources for folks, whether it's a treatment program, whether it's an educational program. And I really appreciate you kind of expanding our vision for what's happening there at Wildwood. Before we have to transition, we want to talk a lot about what's happening with the actual program, why people are coming, what kind of results they're having. But before we do that, if someone right now, they're listening to this and they say, well, you know, I don't have much education. Maybe I, I didn't even complete high school. I'm assuming a program like this is going to be some pretty stringent entrance requirements. If you've got people competing from all over the world to come, is it a highly competitive program? Do people need straight A's and a bachelor's degree in college or something like that? No. No, it's not. You do need to have finished high school, though. We do have that uh, requirement. And you do need to be fluent in English. Okay. Or to be, because the classes are in English. We do, in terms of um, and there is a screening process with the application, mm -hmm. but it's not competitive in an academic sense. Okay. And so anyone can apply and we, you know, can do the interview. For our online training course, we do have in Spanish as well as English. Oh, wow. So for those who um, do speak Spanish, then that may be a better option. Okay. So I've got a, a website jotted down. It's wildwoodhealth.org. Okay, yes. wildwoodhealth.org. I can go there. I can learn about the educational offerings. I can also learn about the intensive lifestyle program, right? People come yes. and live with you. We're going to talk about that more in our next segment. Carice Munising, Dr. Carice Munising, is yes. not going away, correct? No, I'll be right here, David. Good. I'm not planning to go away either. You do the same with us, and you'll learn some amazing things about the power of lifestyle change, some practical things, too, that you can do right away. I'm Dr. DeRose. We'll be back with more right after this. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please reach out to us on the web at A-I-A-N-L dot O-R-G. That stands for American Indian Alaska Native Living. Again, A-I-A-N-L dot org. Or you can call us at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. When Jim died, I wondered if I would be able to keep the farm. 
Then I heard about the USDA's loan program for socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. It's for women and minorities who may be having trouble getting credit. Once I was approved, the USDA's Farm Service Agency helped me get the credit I needed. Now I don't have to sell, and I can pass the farm down to my kids the way Jim's dad passed it down to him. I know he'd like that. Contact your local USDA service center or visit www.fsa.usda.gov. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. With me, Dr. Carice Munising. Dr. Munising with roots in Jamaica. She is a physician who is telling us about her personal experience getting additional training at a place called Wildwood Institute in Wildwood, Georgia, just outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Carice, we have been uh, talking a lot about training. We want to segue to how people, well, they may not have six months. They may not want to go online and do a training program, but they sure need help right now. Help us understand the type of common conditions that you see at Wildwood. I know you see a whole range of things, but what are the common diagnoses that you see your team treats there? All right. So uh, at Wildwood Lifestyle Center, uh, we tend to see a lot of chronic type diseases. So hypertension, diabetes, heart disease, arthritis, autoimmune issues, whether it be lupus or rheumatoid arthritis, these are some of the more uh, common conditions that we see um, persons coming with. We do also have persons coming with cancer as well in the various stages. Now, a lot of people, when they think lifestyle medicine, I mean, their minds go initially to things like diabetes and high blood pressure, heart disease, and those are where a lot of Doctors have put their energy over the years, but not as many people think of these autoimmune diseases, like you mentioned, lupus or rheumatoid arthritis. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do at at Wildwood that would be different than, saying, going to the rheumatologist? And he might give you uh, maybe some of these powerful biological drugs now that are working on these different uh, immune system molecules, you know, the cytokines and other things. Um, what would you do differently? 
All right. So um, at Wildwood, we have a, a total healing approach, a comprehensive approach towards healing. So we're not only focused on the physical health, we're focused as well on the mental, emotional, spiritual, and even social. And all these, you know, things impact on one's health. There's a strong connection in with between all these areas. And so we, at the foundation of our program, we follow what we call the eight laws of health which simply include there's nutrition, there's exercise, um, drinking adequate amount of water, taking adequate sunlight, um, being temperate or moderate in what you're doing, you know, abstaining from things that are harmful with being smoking or drinking or even overdoing anything, as well as getting fresh air, taking proper rest and, you know, having faith in a higher power, mm. right? So this is the foundation for real healing. And that's what we've been practicing for 80 years. As a matter of fact, Wildwood celebrates 80 years this year. And so basically following these eight laws of health really involve lifestyle modification. So that's really at the base of the program. But in addition to that, we do have other treatment modalities, which include hydrotherapy. These are water-based treatments that help to stimulate the circulation. It's good for detox. And it even, um, there are studies which show that it really does have an impact on optimizing the immune system. Now, when it comes to autoimmune-related diseases, uh, these basically, there's an increase in inflammation that's mm -hmm. going on. So all these things that I'm mentioning are ways that will, you know, decrease inflammation in the body in addition to that we do use herbs and supplements that are known to be you know anti-inflammatory as well and so all of this together you know really has a powerful impact on the health of a person our program is 11 days and we do have a 22-day program, but most people do come for the 11-day program. And in 11 days, they can really see, you know, a big improvement in terms of energy levels and just feet, um, sleeping better and, you know, decrease in pain. Of course, a lifestyle change is exactly that. In order to really see the full impact of these changes, one needs to be consistent you know, for a longer period of time, longer than those 11 days. Mm -hmm. One of the things that a lot of folks gravitate to, I know when I speak to them about natural therapies, we can talk with them about diet, exercise, hydrotherapy, the water treatments, but many people, they say, I want to know about those herbal therapies. Yes. And I think the perception is uh, this is easier maybe. You know, I can just take a pill. Maybe I'm not taking a prescription drug, but I'm taking an herb. And what I often tell people when it comes to the diseases that I've dealt with over the years as an internal medicine specialist, and includes those autoimmune diseases, I always say there's nothing as powerful as a comprehensive lifestyle approach. Yes. Having said that, we promised people that in this segment we'd give them some things that they could do, some practical things. Tell us about some of the things that would be on your list as natural or herbal anti-inflammatory supplements. Can you help us with that? All right. So, I mean, there are so many herbs that have anti-inflammatory properties. We do use a lot of turmeric, uh -huh. uh, wildwood. That's a popular anti-inflammatory agent. 
we do use herbs, the dried herbs in the form of teas. Mm -hmm. And we can have different combinations like with rosemary, um, as well as we use uh, white willow bark. Mm -hmm. um, I think with different medical providers, they may choose different herbs. But we do try to emphasize, again, the anti-inflammatory properties of the food we're eating. Now, this is a really interesting question, and this uh, brings us to this interface between taking supplements and the whole food. So one of the things that we know is anti-inflammatory are the omega-3 fats, right? Yes. So this question always comes up with people because, you know, sometimes they'll say, well, we're going to do ground flax, or we're going to use chia seeds, and someone else says, well, wouldn't I get a lot more omega-3 fat, more anti-inflammatory effect if I were to take the flaxseed oil. And so that always provokes some dialogue. How do you see that? Do you ever say you need a lot of omega-3 fats? We're going to give you an oil, so it's a concentrated plant substance? Or would you say, no, we're really trying to just stick with the whole foods, even if we're talking about enhancing something? So how do you deal with that at Wildwood? Right. So we do focus more on the whole food. Mm -hmm. uh, if you think about it like this, you know, the food comes in a package. Let's say if, you know, one were to pick apart the different nutrients, vitamins and minerals that we would need um, daily and take those in supplements, one wouldn't achieve good health by just taking supplements and not eating food. Mm -hmm. So there's something very special about food that we eat. And, you know, we like to explain to our guests that, you know, the food as we see it, it comes in a package that the creator made. And it, so even if you think about flaxseed and chia seeds, which are, have a high omega-3 uh, content, it's not only that omega-3 content. Mm -hmm. It has so many other things that maybe we're even still learning about that makes it more nutritious and will add more benefit when you take it as a whole. I love this point because, you know, of course, indigenous peoples, they didn't have factories where they were refining the foods. And, you know, some people today, they say, oh, you know, we're so advanced. We can isolate these things. And they didn't know about this. But like you mentioned, Carice, what I find so interesting is you'll find some scientific paper that will come out next week. And they'll identify some new, quote, phytochemical, some plant compound that has all these benefits. Well, hey. No one was taking a supplement with that because it hadn't been identified. But if they found it, like you said, in chia seeds, well, if you've been eating the chia seed, you've been getting that constituent in it as part of the whole food. Right. Yeah, so this is so powerful. So how do people respond to this? If they walk through your doors, I know, having worked at Wildwood, granted, years ago, I had patients that would come through to see me as a physician, and they would say things like, uh, well, I brought all my supplements here. You know, this whole bag of supplements, and then we're talking with them about using these natural foods, and they're thinking, well, do I have to give up my supplements? What kind of process do you see that happens to people? Okay. Well, that's a good question, David, and that's true. Sometimes, you know, on our applications that our guests fill out on their list, we'll see like a a list of like 20 different supplements. Uh -huh. And so we do have a nutritionist on staff who does one-on-one -on -one counseling Wonderful. during the program because that's such a big part 
nutrition is such a big part of lifestyle change and and the healing that you would need to see. So uh, with that said, we would try to advise them on this is not necessary to take all these supplements, but we really want to reach people Mm -hmm. where they are. Wonderful. But we want them to see the science behind it as well and to see that it is better to eat the whole food because the food that we're eating is actually our medicine. This is powerful. There's a lot of folks who would love to come to a lifestyle center. Tell us one more time how they can come to Wildwood. All right. So you can uh, go to the website www.wildwoodhealth.com and fill out an application or you can just give us a call at 706-820-1493. That's 706-820-1493. Uh, ask for guests to services. We'd be happy to talk with you, to tell you more about our programs. We love to work with you. We really want to see the health of people being improved in the world. Tremendous. Carice, we've got to step away. So our time has slipped away from us. We're going to be back with more on today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. Don't go away. We'll be back with more right after this. American Indian and Alaska Native Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please contact us on the web at AIANL.org. Or call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. A message from the National Police Association. It used to be that any able-bodied person would offer to assist a police officer in danger. Now, passers-by are more likely to take a video. There's a better use for your phone when an officer's in trouble. Call 911. Tell the operator where you are and what you see. Then, start your video to provide evidence later. To learn more about how you can assist law enforcement, visit nationalpolice.org. That's nationalpolice.org. Using meth taught me everything about freedom, only not like you think. It taught me how easy it is to lose your freedom. If you think meth is taking control of you, ask for help. You have the power to be truly free. I know. I'm Jan, and I'm free from meth. If you or someone you know is struggling with meth, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov slash meth. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to our second half of today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living Radio. I have got two new guests in our studio by the name of Ron and Karen Lynch. They actually have an interesting relationship with Wildwood, but they represent a different organization. They simply call themselves Light. Tell us a little bit about what LIGHT is all about. Sure. Well, LIGHT is actually an acronym for the Lay Institute for Global Health Training. And it's a ministry that grew out of the philosophy of Wildwood. Wildwood being a medical missionary college of evangelism to be able to reach people through health 
and be able to minister to their needs. But we realized back in the early 2000s that people can't come from all over the world to come to Wildwood. So Light was born, and they began to take that philosophy of medical missionary work to reach people for Jesus Christ and uh, take it to the world. And so that's what we are. We're kind of like the global Wildwood. So we're hearing, of course, from a lot of Christian ministries here at ASI. Yes. And a lot of our listeners, they say, oh, this is religious, and uh, this doesn't sound like something for us or for our tribe. But we want to put this in a context. Yes, you're mission-driven. Yes. You believe that uh, Jesus has blessed in your life and you want to give back to people. Am I saying that correctly? Yes, absolutely. But you're reaching people across religious lines, correct? Absolutely. You know, we what we do is we come in to reach people who have health needs. And so we use, uh, you know, not just traditional medicine, obviously, but we use more natural health to uh, teach people how to live a healthy lifestyle. Now, there's a phrase that I've heard at Wildwood in the past, and this phrase is disinterested benevolence. And uh, it's an older phrase. And I, my understanding of it is that the philosophy there at Wildwood was, you know, a lot of Christian organizations, and, you know, they say, oh, well, yeah, we're doing all this because we want to convert people to our church. But... I've understood the philosophy of Wildwood is you see Jesus' ministry, if you will, as helping people. Am I understanding that correctly? Is that still the vision that you guys have? You know, we really follow a uh, a method where we believe Jesus, how he ministered to people. You know, he went to where the people were. He got to know their needs because there is suffering all over the world, even in Jesus' time. And when he found out what their needs, he ministered to them. He healed them. You know, even biblically speaking... Jesus healed more than he preached. And so he got to know them and became personal with them and really gained their confidence and trust. And then at that point, he was able to share with them a message of hope. So we like to say it's a message of hope, starting with health and then ending with happiness. Okay, very good. Ron, you and your wife are a team. I understand uh, that you actually trained yourselves at Wildwood. Is that true, Ron? Well, we went through the Wildwood course, um, and uh, we were very blessed in, in this area. And, in fact, it was interesting because, you know, coming from the backgrounds that we had, I, I kind of felt like, well, you know, we were very happy with where we were at. But we, we felt like we wanted to do more, though, actually for the community. So tell us a little bit about that background. What are you referring to? What was your background? So I actually was a supervisor of nurses and social workers, and Ron owned health food stores. And so uh, at the time, we knew that we felt a calling to do more in in the ministerial type of thing, reaching people. And so uh, we really just found uh, Wildwood uh, through a little research about a medical missionary program uh, to be able to use health. And so we ended up at Wildwood. We left our careers. We sold our home, and we said, okay, we're going out in faith. Wow. How long ago was that, Ron? Well, it's been about seven years now. Yeah, almost yeah. seven. Yeah. Wow. So seven years, you just pick up everything. You're going to get this training at Wildwood, but you didn't know that you'd end up in leadership capacity, right? Aren't you? Yes. We're actually the North American division directors at Light. Okay. So let's make this practical for folks, because they're saying, okay, we heard... Carice, Dr. Carice Munising, in the first couple of segments, she talked about how, as a physician, 
She left Jamaica to come and get this training at Wildwood. We're hearing from you folks. I'm assuming that you were doing your medical administrative work and you were doing your health food stores in the U.S. Is yes, that right? absolutely. Yes. So where did you guys uh, call home before moving? Uh, New Jersey. Okay, so you come from New Jersey. You relocate to Tennessee. Yep. Uh, Georgia. No, we were right? actually in Tennessee. You were in Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Wildwood campus half is interesting. <laughs> I, yeah, I revealed the fact that I've been on that campus. I actually worked there for several years, and uh, it's an interesting place because part of your property is in Tennessee. Part of it's in Georgia. Yeah. So anyway, you're on the border there just outside of Chattanooga, and you come out for this training. Ron, did you think anywhere on the horizon that you were going to settle there at Wildwood and become part of the team, if you will? Well, no, not really. We kind of were actually thinking that we might end up going overseas and spending, you know, quite a bit of time over there. So, yeah, we were not expecting to stick around in Wildwood per se, but it's been a a truly a great blessing. So is it true, Karen, that Light is still based on the campus there at, at Wildwood? Yes, our global headquarters is actually on the campus at Wildwood. And um, how Ron and I uh, got involved with Light was because they actually did not have a North American division director. Mm. And the reason why was because Light's philosophy was we need to go to the world because the world can't come to Wildwood. However, we felt that they, they felt when they got this ministry off the ground is is that well wildwood's right here in the united states so we need to focus across the sea but then they realized well not everybody makes takes that opportunity to come to wildwood so that's where the need for a north american team to go out and reach people wherever um and so that's what we've been doing so light is a training program right it is yes so tell us how it works i mean if someone says well you know i'm, I'm interested in this but I'm living in, uh, let's say, Montana. Sure. Well, how we minister uh, as a team, Ron and I, is that we can, you know, people reach out to us. We'll go out and we'll do kind of a short health emphasis weekend where we can kind of give them a taste of some natural health things that can really impact their, not only themselves, but their families or reaching out to their friends and their coworkers just giving them things that they can get excited about. But what we do have and what we do offer is really an online training school as well as in-person training. We call it the health and wellness coaching. And so we do this certification program. It's about 150 hours. So, Ron, a lot of people today, they're interested in health and wellness training. They're interested in coaching. Okay, A lot of people are getting certified as coaches you know, it's clear you're a faith-based organization. It's based on Christian principles. If someone's listening to this show and they say, hey, I'm interested in something for our tribe. You know, we can't run a Christian program. Maybe they are a Christian. Maybe they're not. Uh, Maybe they've had a bad experience with Christians. Could someone get up and call light and say, would you do this training here? Are you going to say, well, yeah, we're going to do a lot of practical health things, but we're also going to give you a Christian foundation for it. Is, is that safe to say? Yes, but you know it's interesting because the uh, uh, we've had the opportunity to work with the uh, Native American population, both the Navajo Nation and also the Yupik Nation up in, in Alaska. But what I would like to share since you mentioned this is that, uh, you know, this is kind of very personal to Karen and I. We both lost our uh, mothers basically to diabetes. Mm. And uh, 
what's very interesting is is that for my mom in particular, that uh, when she did these uh, lifestyle choices that we talk about and we share with people, that we watched her diabetes go from being like totally out of control to being to where she was no longer even needing to take insulin. But yet we watched as she decided that she needed to want to go back to her old habits Mm. that, you know, things got back and and then eventually she passed away from uh, the diabetes needlessly. So Karen and I, what we like to do is we want to share practical solutions for people because many people like my mom were suffering in a way that um, they're like, well, we want this help, but how do you do that? And sometimes people think, well, if we, for example, eat, want to have a healthier nutritional lifestyle, that it means that we're going to be eating things, well, I say like kind of like cardboard. Okay. But uh, what we have found is that like Karen's, she's a, you know, she's a chef, and so together we get out and we do lots of cooking classes so people can, you know, actually see that, that health food can be extremely tasty. That is so important. Uh, years ago, before I had ever given a health lecture, someone asked me if I'd be willing to do a, a nutrition class. And uh, I was a physician at the time, but I'd not done any health education. And I said, there's no way. I said, unless I have someone to cook, I don't want to tell people to eat differently yeah. unless I have someone who can cook that way and make the food taste good so you've already got that figured out right well you know what i've been, we were very blessed when we went to wildwood uh, because i had done cooking classes before even as students they had me become the cooking class instructor at the lifestyle center wow. and so we've taken that obviously on the road and um it really has been a blessing that is tremendous that's tremendous so Make it practical again. Of course. Someone in Montana, yes. they want light to come. They say, we want to run one of these programs. What does the program look like? How long does it run? Well, we tailor it to the needs of whoever calls. Okay. You know, so we will do, you know, we will work at program and we do everything from disease treatment to um, outreaching people in your community to nutrition and cooking classes to um, home remedies, uh, learning about uh, the, like things of like, um, charcoal, activated charcoal, uh-huh. which is something that, you know, people now are coming back and becoming more mainstream. Right, right, and right. so people want to know more. So we really will tailor a program. We teach them about hydrotherapy, uh, using water as a treatment, massage therapy. So we go through all different aspects of natural health uh, to really engage. And then hopefully if somebody has more desire to learn, we can come for a longer period of time or they can actually take the course online. Okay. Now, is there not a, a standard curriculum? I mean, if you've got an online course, you've got a curriculum, We right? do. We have actually have a, almost a 400-page manual that is a, a most valuable resource where it has everything we teach in our course. But what we do is for organizations or churches that call us, we'll, like I said, tailor that program to the needs of their specific people. Wow. That's very interesting. I did not know that about light. I, I've known about light for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought you came to a certain location, you have this curriculum, and you deliver it. So it's not that way at all, huh? Well, you know what? Out overseas, we just flew in from Brazil uh, Tuesday night. Okay. We flew directly here. We were one month in Brazil doing a one-month, our standard medical missionary training program. However, in the United States, how many people do you know are taking a month off full-time to do a class? 
we graduated 51 people in Brazil. Wow. How could we, would you ever imagine 51 people taking a month off of work to do uh, the uh, missionary program or a medical uh, program? You're not going to see that here in the U.S. So we, what we've done is we kind of curtailed that. How does someone get a hold of you guys if they want to get involved? Actually, they can call me directly. Okay. Um, and I'll give you my number. Please. All right. It's area code 908-770-3000. That's my actual cell number, but I can give you our ministry's phone number, too. Let's stick with one number. Okay. 908-770-3000. Have you, I got it? You've got it. Okay. we got to step away. We're going to be back with more from this venue, ASI Orlando, Florida, 2022. Don't go away. Our final segment coming up right after this. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I'm just texting him back. I'm just posting a story. I'm just changing the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to distracted driving, just don't. Sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds, but in that time, your car can travel the length of an entire football field. Any distracted driving just isn't worth it. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. What is a number story? My number story started with fear and a lack of support, and it has led me to be there for others. A number story begins in our childhood with ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. My number story begins with the separation from my father and the emotional abandonment from my mother and leads to me being a role model to not only myself, but those around me by becoming the person that wasn't there for me. ACEs are so common, two-thirds of us have one. My number story begins with drug abuse and homelessness and leads to realizing that I can live life by my own standards. A study found the more ACEs, the more likely we may experience a host of serious health effects, physical and mental, but that doesn't need to be the case. Your ACE number is simply an entry point to your own story. Where it leads is up to you. My number story begins with years of emotional abuse and leads to peace, clarity and security in my self-worth. Take control of where your number story leads at numberstory.org. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to our final segment of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Across from me, Ron and Karen Lynch. We have been talking together about the LIGHT program. Ron, again, what does LIGHT stand for? So LIGHT is the Lay Institute for Global Health Training. 
Lay Institute for Global Health Training. So people without medical backgrounds, without all this professional training, you're training them to make a difference in their communities. Is that right as far as health? That's correct. And in fact, we have trained over 30,000 people in over 95 countries. That's mind-boggling. How many people? <laughs> over 30,000. Wow. How long have it's you been going? It's actually over 33,000. Over 33,000. So she's a statistician, yeah. huh? <laughs> That's correct. Okay. So let me get this right. Over 33,000 people. How many countries? In over 95 countries. Over 95 countries. How long have you been doing this for? Well, we have, are not the only trainers. We actually have 65 people. 65 out, trainers. 65 people in our organization all over the world wow. doing this training. Now, you folks mentioned that you have had some invitations to do training in Indian country. Uh, you mentioned being on the Navajo Nation. Tell us a little bit about that story. Actually, we've done it twice. We've, okay. been to, we've ministered to the Navajo Nation twice. So were these people in tribal leadership or tribal members that called you on an individual basis? How did this work? No, so what happened was, was we got a call to uh, go to a, a place called La Vida Mission. Okay. And La Vida Mission is a school. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted us to come out so that they could be educated, so that they could go out into their community. In the past, they had a clinic at their school that they were helping the Navajo people. But because of some changes, we're not doing that currently. So they wanted to be able to go out and to help people that were struggling, again, with lifestyle-type uh, illnesses. We actually, do, we, we, not only did we train the staff there at the school, but then we took them out and we went to the chapter house, the local chapter house, uh -huh. and we did a health expo or like health screenings where uh, people came and we had a tremendous uh, good reception there where they were able to come and we were able to talk to them about nutrition and exercise and of course uh, the importance of water, not only ingesting water, but uh, externally and how we can use it as treatment. And then, of course, we've got uh, temperance, how to be temperate in our life, balance, and mm -hmm. uh, having uh, that type of thing, fresh air, you know, sunshine, and then, of course, uh, rest, how important rest is and how that affects our body and our healing, and then, of course, uh, trust in the Creator. And so we taught them all that. I love what you guys are doing, how you're bringing this back to the community. Ron, what was your impression of, of what happened in that health expo? You're doing these health screenings. How did the general populace there respond to what you were offering? Well, you know, it was interesting. We started making a real connection. And, and that day while we were there, they were actually doing a, a walk-a-thon for their chapter house. Okay. So as a group, we decided, hey, we're going to go out and we're going to go on this uh, walk with them. So we walked, what was it, about two miles or so, Karen? Yes, and, two miles. And, and uh, we came back and, and they greeted us back with the... Uh, these lovely uh, T-shirts from the Navajo Nation and from the White Rock Chapter House, where we were at. And, uh, yeah, we really felt like we were very well received by the community. Now, this show is called American Indian and Alaska Native Living. You folks have also been working with Native Alaskans. So tell us a little bit about how that connection developed. Sure. Well, we actually got a call from a school up in Alaska, in actually Dillingham, Alaska, which mm. is one of the coastal city or I shouldn't call it a city village let's say um in you know in the bush and so they asked us to help us do uh children's programs and so we decided okay we're going to come out and do some children's programs for them so we uh it was really interesting four plane rides later and taking a, a flight all the way out to Dillingham uh we we made it and um we ministered to probably the population was 90 plus percent UPIC and so mm. we were able to really talk about uh, nutrition and how children and really embrace those children with healthy options and snacks and exercise. And we did actually a health screening expo 
but made for children of that community. Wow. So we had them come and we did all different games and things that really helped them learn about good health. So they really had you come in not so much to do a training, but to do an event. Is that right? Exactly. We did more ministering to their community and really reaching their people to be able to uh, excite them about good health. So as I'm listening, I'm thinking, you know, tribal leader might be tuning in, maybe a tribal council member, maybe it's a, a tribal elder. And they're listening to this. They're saying, boy, this would be something great to do in our community. We're not maybe interested in a training program, but we'd love to have a weekend, this health emphasis, maybe people helping our community, just giving them some more health options. Is that something that you even have room on your schedule to consider? Or are you guys just booked to, you know, like 2025? Well, no, we're actually booked into 2023 already. Okay. But in 2023, we still have availability. Even in the beginning of the year, we've got these sporadic times uh, that we can fit people in. But yeah, we're happy to minister whatever way they see fit. If they want a health program, we're there for them. Probably the other thing that I think people ask about, they wonder about, and that is uh, someone says, hey, I'm young. Okay, I've not maybe finished my education. I'm wondering if maybe a healthcare career might be right for me. I mean, there's a traditional path for that, right? People, you know, sure. get their education, high school, and then go on to college, whatever. Um, but some people might say, you know, I maybe haven't gone that route. Uh, I don't have a high school degree. Now, I heard about Wildwood's residential program. You have to be a high school graduate to enter into that program. Is light similar? Are there certain academic requirements for people to be in the program? No, not at all. Actually, we've had uh, students that are in high school uh, or, you know, taking our course. And so we've actually implemented our program even into high school students uh, around different schools. This is tremendous. Ron, I know you had a fascinating experience. I want to make sure we can include that. Tell us about it. Well, sure. When, when we were in Dillingham, we, we got, we're, they asked, actually asked us to go out to a small town called Togiak. Okay. And this is out on the Bering Sea. And so it was it was really phenomenal. And, and what, what was interesting was was that one of the, the classes that we teach is in hydrotherapy. And so one of the gentlemen that I met there, and his name was Beanie, Beanie had what's called a McKay. And it's really hard to pronounce because of, because of the, the language. But what it is, it, it's basically their, their bathing room. Or it's actually like a steam room. Mm. So I was able to go in with him and a, a couple of other people, and we went in and had this really nice steam bath. And it was really, it, it was a type of hydrotherapy. And, and it was like, for me, it was like really super exciting because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about hydrotherapy all the time. But these guys, like, they've been doing this type <laughs> of thing, you know, for, for, for years. They don't even remember back so far. It is tremendous. And you guys, what I really hear you saying, you know, you're connecting with Native culture. You're bringing new insights, maybe the things that have been done for centuries in those communities. And I just love what you guys are doing. There's other people that resonated with this. Before we close out this show, one more time, how does someone get a hold of Light and how do they get a hold of you guys? Sure. They, well, we actually have a website that they can go to. Perfect. It's lightingtheworld.org. Okay, lightingtheworld.org. Yes, or if they put in the Lay Institute for Global Health Training, our website will pop up. Or I can be contacted directly at area code 908-770-3000. Okay, 908-770-3000. You've got it. I got it. Ron and Karen, thank you so much for sharing your enthusiasm. Thank you for what you're doing in Indian country and beyond throughout North America. 
Well, we're very thankful that we have had this opportunity, not only to be with you, but of course, to continue to serve anywhere we can. Well, that is all for today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I have stepped away, actually, if you couldn't tell by the ambient noise or the absence of it, away from the venue at ASI in Orlando. And just want to really encourage you as we wind up today's show to uh, really take to heart what we shared today. Really want to encourage you to not just get excited about what people are doing in Indian country or doing throughout the world, but saying, what can I do to make a difference? What can I do to increase my capacity to help people in my home and in my community? If uh, you didn't jot down the website, lightingtheworld.org, I would encourage you to do that. If it just sounded too far away, Wildwood Lifestyle Center, or even having the folks from Light come to your venue, maybe to come to the urban area where you live, or perhaps the... uh, reservation where you're living, and you say, boy, how could I ever implement any of this? I want to remind you that we've got other resources on our American Indian and Alaska Native Living webpage. You can go to AIANL.org, and you can get resources that can help equip you for better health ministry. AIANL.org has archives of our radio shows, as well as our magazine, also known as American Indian and Alaska Native Living. And if you're new to the show and haven't heard one of the things we've been emphasizing at this time of year, it's our free 30-day lifestyle program. It's available online simply by going to TimelessHealingInsights.org. That's www.TimelessHealingInsights.org. If you sign up there, you'll get a daily email that will link you to six-minute-long videos From your host, Dr. David DeRose, I will actually walk you through a lifestyle program especially designed to help you with things like diabetes or high blood pressure. If you've got weight concerns, a great resource for that as well. So take advantage of something, whether it's the folks with light, whether it's Wildwoods program, whether it's going online to the American Indian and Alaska Native Living website or signing up for a 30-day program. Do something for your health that will help you and help you to better help others. For all of us at American Indian Living, I'm Dr. David DeRose wishing you the very best of health. This is Life Talk Radio.